Keeping it real with Phil Gordon. Good morning and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Charles Kirkland Jr. This is Conversations. And with me, this is my, my favorite time of the year when I get, of the month, I should say, when I get to talk to one of the creatives that's working around in our city that's doing some wonderful things. You know what it is. It's the Filmmaker of the Month series. And today with me, I have the co-founder and co-owner of Rec Focus, a Black-owned television and film production company that's dedicated to producing quality original films and providing clients the opportunity to bring their untold stories to life. He's been a graduate of Bowie State University where he received his bachelor's in broadcast communications. He uh, interned at ABC News. He's been working in the television industry, including uh, on The Real Housewives of Potomac. Uh, he serves as a camera operator for for many different projects. And it's just wonderful to have someone who has the kind of experience that he has on the show today. And that's probably why he's been recognized as the filmmaker of the month for the month of February. Today I have with me Kevin Direk Butner. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Hey, I appreciate you guys for having me. Well, it's my pleasure, really, that you're here because I, you have such a wealth of experience and knowledge. I just want to know, first question is the same question I usually ask everyone. What does it mean to you to be named Filmmaker of the Month for February? Uh, to me, it feels good to be uh, named Filmmaker of the Month, and hopefully it inspires others others to you know want to get recognition like this for their talents that they're doing out there. So, you know, hopefully this is like a a lead way, you know, to see people of my color, you know, doing things like this. And, you know, it'll help the people behind me, you know, to get recognition for their work that they're doing as well. So good thing, good thing. It's a great thing. Uh, I mean, uh, you worked with the 202 Creates Fellowship. Tell us a little bit about that experience, what it was like and, and what you gained from it. Ex- mm-hmm. First, explain what 202 Creates is. And then explain your your experience and how you felt about it. Uh, Two hundred two creates is a platform where they showcase a lot of individual people in District of Columbia doing certain type of things, creative arts, and uh, different types of works. And they brought me on as you know a cinematographer and director to talk about my ordeals and things that I've done in the past, what I have going on, you know, now and in the future, and kind of shed light to you know if people had questions on how to get started or how to get into business or, you know, what equipment and stuff to use. They created a platform for me to be on to talk about those things. So uh, 202 Creates is definitely a a great alternative to push what we are doing in Washington, D.C. out to the public to let them know, you know, it's, it's more things that's happening beyond the norm that people need to see and know about. So it's, it's a good venue to push these things out to uh, individuals. Great. Now, I said I was going to ask you about this, but uh, your name is Kevin Butler, but you go by Direct. Right. Tell us what where Direct came from. What's that about? So uh, in middle school, we had a group of gentlemen that we uh, formed a rap group. And a lot of people would compare me, you know, my MC uh, ways as um compared to like Black Thought from the Roots, LL Cool J, Talib Kweli, Most Def. That's who they said, you know, I kind of reminded them of when I did rap. 
So um, the things that I spoke about were pretty much just direct. I didn't need to use, you know, obscenities to get a point across. I actually used words and, you know, put them together and made them sound good. And so, you know, a lot of people said, man, you direct with what you say. And I, I like I kept that word, that 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 name direct. And it's just been with me ever since, you know, and it kind of flows with me being a director because a lot of people would call me, you know, director, director. So, you know, it just works out. And, and then rec focus and all that comes from that direct. Huh. Yes. Yeah. So, so an intelligent rapper is what you're saying. You're you're not one of those guys that just every other word is f bomb. Right. Right. No need for it. if you if you if you can flow, you can flow. You know. So right. I, I would. I'm tempted to ask you to give us a sample, but not. I not. not <laughs> that's not what we're here for. But you're always yeah. been involved in the arts. It sounds like you've been doing things from from uh, middle school on up, just being involved. Tell us how, how rewarding the arts experience is for you. Since, since middle school up until now, I'm glad that I got into it because it's been a lot of different years of growing and learning. And I have this thing that I call like the toolbox. So I, I never would even imagine myself as, you know, Mr. Know-it-all. I'm still learning, even as today, you know, I like to learn from other people, put that in my toolbox. And then when I do things, I can take that tool out and like, oh yeah, I remember, you know, I learned this from this guy. I learned this from this woman. I can put this in, and implement it in my movie, my next TV project. So over the years, being in the media industry, you know, it's just helped me learn more and more and more. And I'm, I'm continuing to learn every day. Um, we're at a point of time now where, you know, artificial intelligence has entered the scene. So now you got to get, you know, get used to these aspects of, of what's going on with the AI world and how can we implement what AI does in television and film? Because, you know, pretty soon AI could probably take over television and film. But one thing about AI, they, they'll still, they still wouldn't have the creativeness of like the human mind and the human heart. You know, everything will be artificial of what they think we might perceive as something being, but they could probably still never never tell that story from the human mind and the human heart. So, you know, I think we still have a place, you know, in television and film, but, you know, AI would be, you know, some type of use, you know, to us as technology um, evolves, so. And back when I was young, there used to be a show called Max Headroom where the guy, it was a, it it was a uh, it was supposed to be an AI that did interviews like a like a person does, but it was really was a guy behind it pretending to be an AI. But do, it, do you think that we could ever get in the future where I would be replaced by an AI program just to talk with you? Um, actually, it's it's kind of already begun. No, um, you know, don't say that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's already happening. I mean, if you think about it, the cell phone is the first piece of AI that everybody has right now. Um, they make cell phones now where you're talking to Siri, you're talking to Alexa. Those are those are AI aspects. So those things are already learning you. I tell people the cell phone, your cell phone, your personal cell phone actually knows more about you now than you know about yourself. If you ever get on your cell phone and you pull up the internet, but a couple hours ago, you were thinking about ice cream. Guess what's coming up across that internet? Coupon <laughs> for some ice cream at Ben and Jerry's, and you didn't even search for. You know, so AI is learning. It's, it's already here today, but a lot of people don't look at it that way. You know, 
do you get involved? I mean, this is just, a, do you get involved with a lot of AI in, in your work that you do now? Um, not really. Um, I mean, with the, the non-linear editing platforms that we use to, you know, film with and create and edit and color projects with, there's some sort of an AI in there. You know, you're working with a machine to tell it what to do. And it's constantly, it's constantly learning. And, you know, every other month, it's a new software update because of, of, of things that you're doing. And they see that some progress is slow or, or some function you're trying to do wasn't working. So there's always software updates coming out so, they, so it can become better uh, while you're editing on your editing platform. So I would say some sort of AI. You also have a lot of equipment that hold the camera your steady cams and stuff, you know, that's becoming a little bit more robotic where you're still controlling it, but there still is some type of AI software platform that's moving the camera certain ways, you know? All right. So, I, I see. I, I'll accept that. The, the <laughs> AI still has its place. We're still in control. And I, yeah, we're still in control. Right now, my job right now is still safe and so is yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. All right, I've been I've been waiting to talk to you about this, but you worked on the Real Housewives of Potomac, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that experience. What are, what are the what are the ladies like on the Real Housewives of Potomac in real life? What's what's going on, man? Oh man, uh, let me see. I want to damage any industry secrets <laughs> here, but um, reality TV, reality TV. I w- I would say it's it's. 90, 90, I would say it's 80% produced, 20% real. Wow. It, it, in real life, you know, the, the women are who they are. They're, they're nice women. They, in, in person, they probably get along with each other, but it's the producers that create the stories. Hmm. Okay. So, you know, I, I don't want, I don't want to dive too much into the, the, the behind industry, the scenes, but yeah, the, the, the real, the real deal on the show. Yeah, but that but but you need that to keep the content going. So so you, you gotta stir up the pot every I mean, now and then to keep some excitement for the viewers to come back and watch the next season or the next show, show after show. You know, you can't just sit there with a camera on me and you per se, and people just gonna watch us all day talk. We we gotta have some type of argument, some type of disagreement, some type of fight you know, in order for them to come back for the next episode, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. There's no, if there's no drama, then there's nothing to watch. <laughs> you don't have anything. Right. So yeah. the last thing is you got, you got, uh, a, I think this is a television show that you're working on behind closed doors. Tell, oh, tell yeah. us about that. Yeah, that's a, a feature film that was written by uh, Larray McDaniel, uh, Larray Productions. We're still in post-production on that right now. Uh, we have a little bit more to film, but we're, we're in post-production on that right now. So um, can't tell you too much about it. It is uh, it is one of the first films that I, I can say where it has a lot of the dynamics in it. You, you have a, a little bit of action, a little bit of love, a little bit of drama, a little bit of suspense, and a little bit of horror all wrapped up into one film. It's a first for something like this that I've seen to ever exist, you know, because a lot of 
films these days stick to one genre. It's either horror, action, suspense, or drama. This movie, Behind Closed Doors, has everything all in at once. So it's a it's a very it's a very tricky project, but mm. I like to push the boundaries. I like to think outside of the box. I like to do things outside of the box as long as you know they're done right. So I, I like the project. I'm, I'm I'm definitely feeling the project. I think it's going to be a great piece of work, and it'll definitely be something fresh and new. So what's your project time? I mean, what do you think that you'll be finished with it? Maybe people get an opportunity to see it. So a lot of things I do now are more focused on industry. It's not so more independent as far as the the production wise is independent, but pushing it out, I'm, I'm more focused on industry, getting the stuff out to networks instead of, you know, the Amazons or the Hulus or the Roku type of platform. So, you know, the, my thing is like connecting with a lot of industry people and getting this like out on television or out in the theaters versus, you know, going to the platform process. Okay. All right. I, I, I have some ideas in mind. We might have to talk offline about it. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. All right. So uh, last thing, if somebody wants to get involved with Rec Focus or see some of your work or, or check you out, how could they get, get in contact with you? If they have a project that they want to bring to you, say, hey, let's make a movie or a film or a TV show, how can people get in contact with you and and get that going? Uh, you can definitely link up with Rec Focus on Instagram, and that's uh, rec.focus, at rec.focus on Instagram. Uh, we're also on Facebook, same thing, rec.focus, and definitely on our website at www.recfocus.com. We're always looking for production crew. Um, if you have a talent, reach out to us, write us, email us. DM us, let us know. I was looking for, you know, to, to expand everything and, and get people that want to learn as well on board. Always That's great on. because there's a lot of uh, positions out there that can be had in this industry and being a, mm -hmm. being on production, being helping out. There's a lot of things you can find out about making movies, about making television series, about doing all this uh, that you may not have known about before. So I, I encourage you. He's got positions open. We'll reach out to him. Yeah, definitely. Direct, last thing. Are there any shout-outs that you want to give before we go? Uh, I just want to shout-out all the creatives out there, man. Everybody in Washington, D.C. that's doing their thing, don't stop. Don't give up. You don't need expensive equipment to, to do anything that you see people in the entertainment industry doing. You got one camera on you right now, and that's your cell phone. You can take a cell phone Get yourself a couple of, of of lights and you can make movies with, with your cell phone. They're, they're like 4K right now. So you have the clarity. You just have to have that that mindset and that creativity. And nothing you shoot is dumb or stupid. So don't ever think that. You got to just push yourself. Keep going. There's no stupid film. You know, it's, it's just experience. And you'll learn from the going going into the next one and the next one and after that. So just a shout out to all the creatives out there, man, the, the people that's doing it and cons consistently doing it and not giving up, you know, so. All right. With Inspired Direct, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, congratulations once again on being the filmmaker of the month. I look forward to seeing you and hearing more from you and just uh, being able to say, hey, I know that guy. He's direct. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Definitely, definitely. 
And thank you all for watching another episode of Conversations. I'll I'll check you out on the next time. Peace. 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 Peace.